All right, everybody, welcome to another Sailing Doodles podcast. Uh, I am up in the middle of the night, can't sleep because I'm jet lagged. I've been back in the States about three days and 12 hours is, uh, so Thailand is where we were. Uh, it was 12 hours opposite of here. So it takes about a week to fully adjust, but I did sleep a little later than uh, normal. I slept till two in the morning this time. Uh, uh, so figure why not uh, get up, have a glass of wine and record a podcast for you guys. Uh, it normally takes me about a week to fully adjust uh, coming back. Going there, it doesn't take, for some reason, going there is not so bad. But coming back here, I don't sleep well at all uh, for the first week coming back. But anyway, so this podcast uh, is going to be an Ask Me Anything episode. Uh, so what I do is I make a post on our Patreon and our channel memberships, and uh, they can ask me anything they want. Uh, so I've got a list right here up of both of them here. So if you're not sure, it's patreon.com slash sailing doodles. You get stuff like early access to the videos and you get behind the scenes footage and some, uh, you get the, the uncut uncensored stuff that doesn't make it on the YouTube channel. Just so you know, we get a lot of questions about this. We'll never show nudity, but there is a lot of stuff that would get us demonetized. Like maybe it's a little too sexy for YouTube. You know what I mean? But we still, so we put that on there, but you're never going to see nudity on there. I'm sorry. It's just a decision I made a long time ago uh, not to have to deal with that. So I'll start off with one from uh, the channel members here. Uh, says Michael Burke, focusing on your boat, on your travels by boat, uh, which is most beautiful and relaxing port? Can someone get there other than by boat? Well, that's a complicated question. Uh, the most beautiful port I mean, honestly, the first thing that popped into my mind was Bora Bora, and yes, you can get there by airplane. But, you know, there's other things like Culebrita um, in Puerto Rico, which is just stunning, gorgeous. And there's a lighthouse up there you can go explore, or is that, I think that's where that's, hmm, yeah, I think it's Culebrita. There's a lighthouse you can go explore up there and everything, or an old Spanish fort, rather. And uh, Culebrita, you can only get to by boat. That's a Puerto Rican island. Um, but, you know, some of the places that may not even be as beautiful are beautiful because they are remote and uninhabited. Um, some of these islands, especially in the South Pacific, you can only get to by sailboat or, be, I mean, by boat, really, uh, you know, because they're just so remote. They could be hundreds of miles or even just dozens of miles, but if they're a remote island uninhabited, there's no reason for there to be any other way to get there. So it is pretty nice seeing that. Uh, and I got to say, that's kind of the romantic side of it too, is you get out there in the South Pacific or somewhere remote island uh, chain and you, know, you get to see all the things. Pretty cool. All right, St Stefan. Stefan. Stefan? He says, pronounce it like Stefan. All right, what is the hardest thing to give up when you went to Sailing Lice? Uh, if you have to pronounce it, yeah, his name is Stefan. Uh, what was the hardest thing to give up going to Sailing Life? Um, I think everything's just a little bit harder on a sailboat. So it's like, okay, you need a new toothbrush. You can't just run to the grocery store or Walgreens, right? You can't run down to the, can't go to the, go get your car and go and, and be back in five minutes, right? Or go to the 7-Eleven. Uh, everything's a little bit harder. I mean, sure, if you're on a dock, you can do that, but you probably don't have a car if you're on a dock, right? So that's the thing is you, you don't have a way to travel on land easily. I guess that's, that. I think that's what it boils down to. You don't have a way to travel on land easily. You can bring a bicycle or electric scooters and stuff like that, which makes a big difference. I would highly recommend. I wouldn't do the scooters. Uh, I've eaten crap before, and luckily I didn't break a collarbone or something. But the electric bicycles these days are pretty small and they're not too expensive and they fold up pretty small. That's the way I would go. But yeah, I mean, when you have a car, 
or you know maybe you live in an area where there's mass transit or something like that it's easy to go to the grocery store it's easy to get anything when you're on a boat okay you know especially if you're anchored out you got to get in your dinghy go to the dinghy dock and then you got to walk or get an uber to the grocery store uh sometimes there's grocery stores right there at the dock some of the better places like you know, cruising the bahamas and stuff like that they do have them there for a reason um but other places not so much so it, it is just not having easy ground transportation, I think, would be the proper answer to that. Uh, so Bob and Michelle Murray, what is the uh, latest? These are all patrons, by the way, and uh, some of them have been there for a while. I don't, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it tells me an easy way to look up how long they've been there, but I know that I looked up, yeah, anyway, without having to click out of the page. Uh, so Bob and Michelle Murray, uh, oh, okay, I just hover over them. Um, well, it doesn't tell me, oh well. Bob and Michelle Murray, what is the latest update on your boat? Um, well, uh, it's hopefully going to be out of the factory January or February, probably more likely February. And then because it's serial number one, there's going to be extensive testing to be doing on it because it's a lot of brand new systems. Um, so uh, these, a lot of the electric, because, okay, so let me go over the specs on the boat. Most of you guys know this, so I'll kind of keep it brief. But it's going to have electric motors, a huge 210-kilowatt battery bank for the motors, a 25-kilowatt battery bank for the house, and there's a DC to DC charger, so you can connect it to. Um, and then it will have one big, uh, I think, 65-kilowatt generator uh, that can power everything, uh, you know, should the batteries run down. Uh, the, the boat should be able to go eight hours on the batteries, something like that, uh, motoring anyway. And of course, it's a sailboat, so you got the wind with you. You got unlimited range, really, right there. But uh, so there's a lot of integration and all that to be done, and it's kind of a new concept, right? Uh, a lot of the manufacturers that are putting electric, there's very, there's not very many. There's Silent Yachts, and there's um, um, I think Sun Reef's doing some electric stuff, uh, which they wildly exaggerate their capabilities on this. I watched a thing on CNBC the other day on uh, they were saying uh, is electrification the future of boating of yachting and they 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 showed both sun reef and silent yachts and i just was having a fit the entire time watching that because they are wildly exaggerating their capabilities basically my boat will have the same capabilities there as well 210 kilowatt battery bank can go and actually my boat will have significantly better um uh capabilities than like the sun reef for sure um, because my battery bank is a lot bigger. I think the Sun Reef's battery bank was only like 150 kilowatts. Uh, mine's 210 plus it's a slightly smaller boat, so it should be able to go further on the batteries. But they were saying, oh yeah, we essentially have unlimited range, the Sun Reef was, because we've got all these solar panels. I'm like, no, even if you do have 10,000 watts of solar, those, those motors are burning 35 kilowatts. Um, sorry, sorry, even if you had 10,000, if you have 10 kilowatts of solar, uh, your your motors are pulling 35 kilowatts when they're going. So you do the math on that. You know, you know, one hour of solar gets you 20 minutes, right? Uh, and that's if you're getting peak sun, no nothing shaded out. So like that's that's not a deal. And so they say, oh yeah, our generator is just for backup. No, it's not. Your your generator is there to run your boat when you're going more than four on four hours. Uh, so I it just it just I, and then they didn't address that. I just it just it, it irked me watching that. So. Uh, anyway, so a lot of those uh, boats are using systems that are kind of, 
designed for marine, right? And those electric motors, I can't remember the name, brands offhand, but they're quite expensive for those systems. Whereas, so Island Spirit, they're the guys making uh, my boat, Island Spirit 525. I'll put a link in the description or uh, you can Google it, Island Spirit 525E. It'll come up, I'm sure. If you do contact Island Spirit or Navigar is the sales end of it, please tell them you saw it on Sailing Doodles uh, so that I get credit for it. Um, but, uh, so what they're doing is they're kind of taking a different approach. Uh, so the owner of the company is Ron uh, Patston, and he's an electrical engineer. So it's right up his alley. So he kind of designed the whole system and is using um, industrial and commercial electric motors uh, and designed the electrical system himself and all that. So it's a lot more cost effective than going through these third party people that uh, you know, they create everything and then repackage it and sell it to you. No, this is the manufacturer putting all the components together and doing it themselves. Well, they're not building the components, but they're um, conglomerating the, the components and doing all that. So it's going to take a while to do the testing. So no, a month or two of ironing out all the details. And then of course it has to ship over from Thailand to the East coast of the United States. So realistically, I think I'm going to get the boat like in June, uh, maybe, hopefully something like that. And then cruise around the East coast for a little bit. And then, Soon as hurricane season's over, November 1st, uh, hop down to the Caribbean, probably with the Salty Dog. I, I haven't really talked to them yet. They're just getting over their current Salty Dog stuff. So I'll talk to them, maybe lead the Salty Dog. It'd be kind of fun. Um, all right, so, and I know Bob and Michelle have been uh, patrons for quite a while, and so is the next one, Bob Shuttles. Oh, here, there we go, it's March 22. That's when it says. So Bob, thanks so much. Um, uh, you left me a PM on Flying Doodles. I actually answered that yesterday, uh, so this, post was so anyway his question was something about oh were we doing live switching on flying doodles uh he wanted to know because if you haven't checked out flying doodles that's another one of my um, shows that actually dakota is taking over the hosting duties on um, i'm meeting with her in about eight hours uh, no 12 hours um and we are going to go fly an airplane uh, we got a king air that we're gonna, uh, a Night King or 90, that, uh, you know, basically what we do is we find the pilot about it, interview them about the pilot, or about the airplane, and then we put about five or six GoPros on the airplane and we take it up for a flight. So he was wondering, how are we switching all those cameras in flight? And that's editing. Um, so we have six cameras rolling while we're going, then we have to sync all those cameras up and then chop it all up. It's, it's very time consuming and, uh, you know, that's why I haven't made that made more of an effort on flying doodles because it does take a lot of time to do it but now that with dakota's taking over that role hoping that that helps things out um all right eric p uh member since uh, september so welcome uh, it's been a couple months now uh great equipment overview you posted recently um are the insta 360 x3 cams okay to take underwater without their 120 dollars underwater housing no uh if you take a 360 camera underwater it will look blurry you need the housing for it um, and in my opinion, it's just not worth it. Um, I've tried it before and you can always see the edges of the camera, uh, edges of the housing, and it's just not worth it. Um, you know, what I try to do for uh, my stuff is I've got this big uh, rig right here. I think I showed this in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the last podcast. So if you're listening to this, I did a video podcast. I was maybe going to do an audio portion of it, but I, after we're after the fact, I realized there's too many things you have to see to do it, so I didn't put it on the audio. So if you are just listening to the Sailing Doodles podcast, get on uh, YouTube, Google the Sailing Doodles podcast, and watch our last episode about what equipment I use. But you know, so I put my nice camera in this housing, and that makes a big difference. Uh, of course, you can use a GoPro, um, but uh, GoPros, like I said, and that thing, they're good for what they do for action stuff. But uh, you know 
you want quality stuff, you can't use a GoPro or any action cam. All right, Ken Cartmill since November 22. Uh, thanks, sir. Um, what's your plan to get your new old boat from Riverview to the Bahamas? Okay, sorry. Uh, St. Pete resident here wondering if you are planning uh, what to plan a schedule. So Ken, yeah, uh, I will definitely be stopping in St. Pete. So the boat is actually in Palmetto, um, uh, Florida, and I'm going, I've just booked a flight to that Monday and getting on the boat and so maybe leaving monday or tuesday or sorry tuesday probably more like wednesday and maybe down to saint pete um and one thing and then uh just a few days there and then down to the down to key west so um i am actually uh was just thinking about this right before this podcast i need to set up some uh patron meetups now that so we used to do meetups all the time but then covid happened and it just you know, obviously you couldn't do that for a couple years after COVID. Uh, just, I mean, even if you could do it, it, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just didn't look good if you were trying to have a meetup and all that. So, um, uh, but yeah, so thinking about doing a meetup in St. Pete, actually thinking about doing a meetup here in Dallas on Sunday, uh, I will find a venue for that. Um, probably by the time this podcast comes out and I will post it on Patreon and to channel members. So if you would, uh, like to, uh, meet up here in Dallas on Sunday evening, uh, let's do it. Uh, I'll, I'll be posting on a Patreon here in the next, uh, well, probably around the time this video comes out. So if you're just listening and you're not a patron, uh, come on, you sign up, let's go hang out. All right. David Haney, uh, member since September 22. Thank you, sir. Uh, what's the latest love interest girl for girlfriends? Oh, you know, I try not to talk too much about that. Uh, I will say, you know, Amanda's been, uh, 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 with us since, uh, Bahamas and went to Thailand with us. So we'll see what happens there. But I try not to ever really go too much into that until it's become serious, you know? Um, so, uh, da, da, da. so obviously I haven't read these questions before. I'm just kind of going through them. Uh, Daryl Han, uh, October 20. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, uh, best monohull boat, in your opinion, for sailing down the Asian coast for two to four people? It's the one you can get, man. Uh, I mean, because like the best boat, monohull, I mean, that's a lot of different factors there. Okay, best affordable one, best overall. I mean, you know, what are you talking there? I mean, like, really, the boat you got is the best boat. Um, don't, 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 uh, you know, personally, if I were going back to a monohull, I would do... Oh man, I mean, that's the thing, they're expensive, right? For the one, I mean, like, okay, the really nice stuff is expensive. So, uh, you know, I, that, that CT56 I had was perfect. It wasn't too expensive. A nice big center cockpit, pretty great. I really like that. Um, I would go with something like that. Uh, you know, you can get an older uh, uh, Hylus, they're pretty nice boats, or, or uh, you know, an, an older premium brand like Blue Water Yachts or, or Hylus or uh, what's the other one? It starts with a P. Anyway, something like that. But those are all relatively expensive. I mean, you know what? If it's all you can do, get a Bavaria. Who cares? Just make it happen, right? Get a cheap boat and go. If you don't like it, sell it. Start over. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, if, especially if it's your first boat, don't spend a ton of money on it. Just get one that works and it does good enough because by the time you spend six months on it, you're going to be like, all right, I want this, this, and this. No matter what boat you buy, you're like, I want a boat that has this, this, and this. Because you don't know what you want on a boat. You're actually on a boat for six months and be like, it'd sure be nice if we had this. Or I can do without that. So that's what I'd say. Get a, get a cheap boat, give it a shot, and then, you know, 
see how it goes. All right, C. Witten, member since uh, August 21. Thank you, appreciate it. Uh, hey, Bobby, hope you're doing well. Videos continue to be well done, above par for YouTube Sailing channels, thank you. Can you talk about cruising post-COVID? Are you seeing an increase in cost of customs duties, difficulty from island to island? Would be good to know if what areas have been affected and which uh, ones may have stayed the same. Uh, honestly, if anything, it's gotten easier. Um, everything's computerized these days. Even the Bahamas is computerized. Their system is a little wonky, but now you literally, uh, you still have to check in, but you do all the paperwork online and then you take the paperwork to them and there you go. Um, and uh, and a lot of places they even come to you, you know, in the Bahamas, uh, like if you check in and, and Bimini and all that. If anything, COVID has made it easier because everybody has computerized systems. So you have to learn about that stuff and figure them out before you get there. But a good resource for that I've always found is uh, Noon Site, N-O-O-N, Site, S-I-T-E. Um, I think it's S-I-T-E, NoonSite.com. And you can find all the information about entry and clearance and all that on that website as it's a really great uh, tool for, uh, for cruisers. I, that's the one I would go to. Um, let's see here. All right, Jorge, uh, member since May of 22, thank you. Uh, will Dakota be on Sailing Doodles again? Will she stay on Flighting Doodles? She's so funny. Uh, and then there's a couple replies to that. Uh, Glenn Goodall, yeah, I would love to see Dakota on Sailing Doodles and Glamping Doodles. She is hot and funny. I'm sure you will see her again on Sailing Doodles at some point, but right now she's focusing on Flying Doodles. I'm, like I said, I'm, we're going to fly in about 12 hours. Uh, and uh, I'm not flying, by the way. She is. Uh, I'm still going to go back to sleep after this, hopefully. But, uh, uh, and, and so anyway, actually, she's not even flying. Um, it's, uh, we're, she's... Uh, Whatever she's the host of the show, so the pilot of the King Air is flying that. I'm going to be sitting in the back probably, if I even get on the plane. But uh, yeah, so she's doing that. Uh, but I'm sure uh, she will definitely be invited to come on Sailing Doodles again. Um, uh, can okay, Ron uh, uh, Griggs since September 23. Thank you, sir. Uh, can Dakota and you, uh, mainly Dakota, of course, you want to see her, do a fly-in sometime in uh, the Brunswick Regional Airport in Virginia? Hey, you never know. Um, trying to get, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to work out a deal with uh, one of the aircraft sales companies to just, like, give her access to airplanes. Um, that, you know, it would be good for them and for her, you know, that, you uh, uh, you know, you know, she takes one of the airplanes for a hundred dollar hamburger, or maybe to go film some stuff or whatever that gets them exposure on their on their sales sites. We're working on that. Keith Smith, uh, he is the patron that uh, went with us in the Bahamas, so he won the drawing. So uh, he is a member since January of twenty one. Thank you, Keith. He's a good dude too. Has the uh, volume of sailors increased since YouTube's videos have started to make an influence? If so, is it making it harder or not as much fun to sail or boat around the islands uh, areas specifically impacted, the BBI, uh, Florida, etc.? cetera? Uh, plus, are you, are, are you noticing any kind of downturn on boat sales after the pandemic? And, um, well, so I don't know that I've noticed a big increase in boats. Certainly in places like the BBI you have, uh, but, and maybe, uh, that's just because so there's so many charter companies in the BBI now, and there's a lot of charter boats there, and maybe, I guess there's a demand for it, so maybe, yeah, I'm sure uh, the demand has picked up some. I will say you see a lot younger people um, out there than you used to. Uh, you know, when I first started sailing and cruising, I remember 
there were two or three other boaters under 40, right, that we met. Um, and now, I mean, it's a good percentage. It's, it's, it's not more than 50%, but it's still 30, 40, maybe 30%. And I think a lot of that is because people see it and they think they realize it is an option to do. And also just the availability, they can still work remotely. Uh, you know, Starlink's made a big difference. Plus, when I first started doing this seven years ago, we went to the Bahamas and, you know, you didn't really, I mean, they had cell service there, but it wasn't good enough to use data on your phone. You had to go find Wi-Fi to upload and do all that. Now, anywhere in the Bahamas, you have 4G, sometimes 5G, you know, so it's just a lot easier. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Uh, are you noticing any downward downturn in boat sales? I mean, like I'm not in the boat sales market, so I don't know specifically, but I, from talking to manufacturers, yeah, uh, the used market has definitely gone down. I mean, but the new market, there's still a two-year wait list for most every boat, um, for the big big designers anyway. I mean, like the Island Spirit, there's already a, a year wait list, you know. So, uh, you know, if you want to get one of those, get in line now. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, all right, I don't remember what I was going to say there, but uh, James Donner, uh, member since March 21. Thanks, sir. Do you prefer buddy boating on long passages or not? Advantages and disadvantages. We've done a little bit of body boating before, um, and it is fun. It is nice. Um, uh, it it kind of gives you a built-in friend group everywhere you go, which is nice. Uh, and then, you know, so certain people in your group may have been there before and know the expertise of the area. Uh, I will say the hard part is, is, is you know, everybody has different uh, itineraries and goals. And, 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 you know, so what I found is, you know, you do a buddy boating for – you know, maybe a month or two, and then you gotta, you know, you're going, you know, somebody's going to go uh, down island to Turks and Caicos, somebody's going just to Georgetown and turning around, you know. So you can buddy boat for a little while and have fun, but it tends not to be a long-term thing. There are people that have done it quite a long time, but it always ends up, I mean, like, you know, Delos and Calico Skies, um, they buddy boated for years. Um, and then they've, they've recently kind of gone separate ways. I mean, not, there was a problem, it was just that Delos wanted across the South Pacific and Calico skies didn't so uh, All right, John Turner uh, not a question. He's been a, since September of 23. Thank you uh, Just a question for your uh, thank you. Just thank you for content learn how uh, I Learned I'm not handy enough to troubleshoot all the systems until the boats on to you charter on your own uh, Watching you take apart and put together so many systems impressive. Thank you again. Well, it's not as hard as you think man um, You can learn anything on YouTube uh, But thank you uh, can, can Wade, can Wade, can Wade, can Wade Lee or can Wade? I'm not sure. Uh, member since September 23. Thank you. Uh, glad to see Amanda back. Will she be in more trips? Yes. Uh, so, uh, we have two more videos of the Bahamas series and then we went to Thailand and filmed for, we have probably eight or nine episodes in Thailand and then we're flying out to the, uh, Florida on the new boat, uh, on Monday. Maxime, uh, uh let's see here. Wow. So September 18. Long time follower, thank you so much. Uh, how do you make your video backups? Do you first use external drives and copy everything? Um, I'm curious to know your editing flow from start to finish, including the backup, please. Oh wait, uh, what is the software used for creating navigation animation? Um, and, and what is your favorite gear in your arsenal? Um, so for backup, uh, well, I put everything on Dropbox, um, so it's in the cloud. 
Now that is hard to do when you're out cruising, uh, you know, the bandwidth just isn't there. Uh, so what I do is, uh, you know, at least once a week, probably more often than that, I, cause just, I need the room on the cards is I'll clear the cards and I'll put it on my laptop. Uh, this, this laptop has a four terabyte solid state drive. So, uh, I generally have enough space on my hard drive to keep all the unedited footage uh, on there. And then, I will upload that to the cloud uh, when I get, you know, a good internet, uh, which, you know, if I've got 100 gigs or maybe even 200 gigs of, of uh, or even more, sometimes I've had five or 600 gigs that I've needed to upload to the cloud, you know, that, that, that'll, even on a good, good Wi-Fi, that's going to take a day or something like that. So, uh, you know, um, when we were in Thailand, uh, we filmed all that stuff, and then we got an Airbnb. It had really nice Wi-Fi, and I uploaded everything to the cloud, so now it's on the cloud, it's backed up, it's secure. Plus, I still have it on my computer. So the stuff that has already been edited uh, and it, you know is, is been released, so I clear all that off my hard drive, and it's just in the cloud. I used to keep a bunch of different drives, but those drives go bad eventually, especially the old ones. Um, then you know, the, now everything's solid state drives, um, so I only use solid state drives. But the previous ones, you know, you had little spinning discs and stuff like that. So uh, workflow, uh, I put everything, uh, download everything to whatever season series uh, folder I'm using on my, my computer, and separate everything by camera. Then I go and separate everything by date. And so then like, it'll be the October 20th footage and I have like, you know, my Sony a7, the Sony Z1, the drone, the GoPro, the 360 camera. So then I have all that in there and they're all separated. So then I keep that there. And then what I do is when I'm ready to edit that footage, I'll open up a Premiere Pro. So I use Adobe Premiere Pro. I'll open up a project folder for that, a file for that. And then I'll load all that footage into uh, the, the, the input or the library there. And then I will go through, and this takes a little bit of time and I have to remember exactly what was going on during the video. That's why I don't like to be too far behind because sometimes you forget what was exactly happening. Um, is, uh, I organize the footage in sequence. So sometimes, you know, we shot in the morning on the Sony a7, then we did some with the 360 camera and then we flew the drone and then we did the z 71 and then we finished up the day in the a7. So when I'm, when I'm actually, so I put all that in the timeline before I even start editing. So everything's in order. Um, and then I'll go back and start editing. So that's why when I am on the boat and filming, I'm pretty conscious, like whatever I, whatever camera I picked up in the morning, um, I try to use that one as much as I can that day until we change scenes, right? So if we're on the boat and I've got this camera, which is my Sony a7, and I pick that up in the morning, we're filming, we're filming underway and all that, uh, then, uh, you know, I try not to switch cameras too much during the sale because then that gets confusing on what goes where. But like, say we, we use the a7 and then we get to our anchorage, you drop anchor and then we're going to go ashore. Well, we can pick up the you know, the Z1, uh, it's a lot easier to take to smaller places, right? And then I can, uh, then we can use that. And then, so then I know there's a clear break in there. And then we go short and then maybe to dinner because we're gonna be in a low light situation, I bring the Z1 or the A7 back. So that's kind of a workflow on there. And then as far as editing, uh, I kind of chip pick the general mood for the video and then figure out what kind of music goes with that and then just start editing it. Um, Greg Romero, thanks sir. Remember since March 22, he's always been a very nice guy. Thank you so much, man. 
you may have opened Pandora's box. Uh, you may get questions you don't want to answer. Well, probably so. I'm doing my best here. Vic Jones, a uh, member since June 23. Two questions and a comment. Uh, beginner sailor probably never progressed as far as you have, just taking the ASA 101 courses. Uh, any advice, uh, best uh, fun learning experiences going forward? Um, number two, uh, so uh, I'd say just, man, uh, the classes are great, and there's a, uh, you'll learn a lot from them, but you need the experience of actually getting out there and doing it on your own. So uh, you know, take the classes, get the knowledge, but the experience is what you need to do to get out there and do it. And there's only one way to get that is actually go out and do it. And uh, you're not going to get everything right the first time every time, but you know you learn from your mistakes, hopefully. I did a lot. sure did. I made a lot of mistakes. So, And I still, still make mistakes. I mean, heck, we drug anchor the other day and almost crashed the boat. Um, great. Uh, sorry, number two, great channel. I really enjoy learning from your videos. You have a wonderful people as your crew. Fun, entertaining, enjoyable. Keep up the good work. I'm also a private pilot and would love to see Dakota choose some Bonanza models to profile on Flying Doodles. There you go. Well, we're, we got a Bonanza lined up for this weekend, so you'll get to see that. All right, so T-Bone, uh, member since October 23. Welcome on board. Thank you, sir. Um, how much experience did you have sailing before you ended your flying career? How difficult is the learning curve? Um, I mean, I grew up sailing like sunfish or lasers um, as a kid, and I took sailing classes in Boy Scouts, which, by the way, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of out of fashion these days, but Boy Scouts was probably the best thing I ever did as a kid. I mean, like, I learned a lot from that, and uh, I was, I don't, I never read it. I mean, just, I could, I learned how to survive and do things, you know, whereas most kids these days, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you start a fire with just, with nothing, right? So I could do that. I could start a fire and all that stuff. Anyway, um, uh, and then I had a little J24 for a couple years, just a lake sailor, and then I chartered a, a, um, a couple, I, like a Beneteau 34, uh, but really, before I left, I mean, that's it. I mean, I never took any formal classes other than Boy Scouts. Um, and so, but I mean, flying and, and sailing, there's a lot in, intermeshed there, like charts and, and uh, weather and all those things. There's a lot of overlapping um, uh, knowledge there and skills. So it made it a lot easier. Uh, but I mean, I, I'd say that the, the knowledge of, of sailing and all that and the skill of sailing, is, is that's not the hard part. The hard part is, is uh, the, the, the logistics and uh, maintenance on the boat. Uh, because, you know, if your water pump goes out on your boat, you need to know how to fix it. You need to know how to replace your water pump. And you need to know that you need a spare water pump on the boat. You know what I mean? And so that's the kind of thing that takes experience. And some people just aren't mechanically inclined, you know? Uh, let's see, Alfred, how did you meet Dakota online? Um, John Hall, oh, sorry, and Alfred has been a member since, oh, wow, February of 18. Thank you. Uh, John Hall, do you miss the dark side? He's been a member since uh, July 22. Uh, yeah, the, the dark side was, uh, I, I don't miss the expense of it because it was expensive. I mean, that boat was $100 a day just doing nothing, right? It was either on the, on, on, on the hook or out of mooring, I mean, it was more expensive on a mooring because you had to pay for the mooring too, but, you know, I had to run a generator 24-7. That was at least $100 in fuel a day. And then on a dock, the thing was, you know, a couple hundred bucks a day on a dock, right? So it was too expensive. Plus then if you want to move anywhere, it was $100 an hour to move the boat. So it was just too expensive. But I did love the comfort of it. It's such a comfortable boat, and it felt like a, it felt like a home. It really did. Daniel, uh, member since January 22. Thank you, sir. Uh, 
I'm trying to sell my two daughters, 12 and 15, and wife on charter. They are more of a Disney cruise speed. The one problem is the price of a 42-foot cat for just one family. Any suggestions on a single-family charter? Um, yeah, I mean, you could... Uh, so, you got the, the big charter companies like Navigar, Moorings, and, and um, you know, to a lesser extent, Dream Yachts. I guess they are a big company. I just don't like them. Um, but uh, you can... Uh, I mean, you can always charter an older boat, right? Because all those companies, I think Dream Yachts will keep an old boat on you. But all those companies, um, you know, all their boats are at least, I think, you know, Navigar and Sunsail are like seven years old or less. And Moorings is like five years old or less. So you're, you're paying for a new boat. You want to get a 15-year-old boat, you know, get a little less expensive. They're a little harder to find because um, they're not like the big you know, charter companies, you can go to one of those charter brokers like Sailogy or something like that, sailogy.com. Um, they've been a sponsor in the past and uh, you can find some less expensive boats on there uh, or consider a monohull, right? I mean, if you're going to be sailing somewhere like, uh, well, I would say the Abacos, but there aren't any monoholes in the Abacos because it's so shallow, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to sail somewhere in the Med or something like that, there's a lot of monoholes that are really cheap. You get a monohull in the Med for two or $3,000 a week, so... Um, uh, Will Miller, member since October 21. Uh, two questions. Uh, Amanda was great hit uh, off with everyone. Will she return soon? Yes, she is. Already addressed that. Two, if you could choose anyone to spend a week sailing with you, who would it be and why? I mean, uh, I get not not from a personal standpoint, but probably from a professional standpoint, like Taylor Swift. Come on. I mean, geez, I mean, whatever, like it's, it has nothing to do with like, oh, I have an interest in Taylor Swift. It's like she gets on the boat and I instantly have a mil hundred million subscribers. So come on, Taylor Swift, you want to go sailing? Uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, geez, uh, uh, first popped into my head was man Thad. He passed away a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey, I wish I'd go sailing with that again. Um, but uh, man, other than that, like, like a personality that I want to hang out with or something. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. That's a good question. I have to think about that one. Daniel uh, Fudge, did you do one earlier? I'm not sure. I remember since January 22. Uh, yeah, you did. Second question. Related question. If going solo was the best way to hook up with a group to charter? Wait, I know. Sailing Dual Slotilla. That's right. So, you know what? I emailed them yesterday. They didn't get back to me. I... Uh, I'll be announcing the next Sailing Doodle Flotilla this week. Uh, so we have eight boats that are available, um, and five of them you can do by the whole boat. So you rent the whole boat yourself and fill your friends with it. And then three of the boats are by the cabin. So if it's, you're just solo and you still want to go, and when we've done that in the past, like all the people that met on the solo cabin boats, they end up chartering a, the next boat all as a group together because they like each other. I've, I, there's been almost no complaints I've heard when people like book individual cabins. So, uh, David Corbett, uh, member since November. Oh, welcome. Uh, it's your, uh, first month. Uh, Bobby, just a silly query, but you said if you're patient, we get the full uncensored version, but you just joined, watched your latest vids. Our parts are censored out. Well, like I said, um, uh, I'm never going to show nudity. I mean, like we should, we'll, we won't, we won't, we show us doing a little more stupid things um, and maybe a little more risque and like I'm not blurring out like butt shots or something like that. Like, cause if the girls are dancing, because like if I put 
you know, if somebody's dancing and they're in a bikini and depending on which angle, I can get demonetized on YouTube, right? So anyway, but uh, yeah, sorry, man. All right, Doug Forbes, uh, member since June 22. Thank you, sir. Uh, if you could go back in time and talk to one of your former, to your former self after you just bought your first bow, what would it be to tell yourself, your past self? I'd also love to hear what you're thinking, your journey, it will take you the next few years, uh, besides those big picture questions. I'd like to know where in the world you'd like to sail, you haven't already. Have you ever considering, considered like a northern climate like the Pacific Northwest? Uh, love your content. Uh, your favorite season was season two. Uh, Man, what would I tell myself? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, just keep doing what you're doing because it, it ends up working out, right? Uh, I guess there's a lot of doubt in that first year or so. Am I going to be able to make a living out of this? It wasn't really my intent to make a living out of it. All of a sudden, I was like, wait, can I make a living out of this? I'd say, be like, yeah, you can make a living out of it. Uh, and I would probably, hmm, I mean, you know, don't go sailing around, uh, uh, Cape Hatteras by yourself, I don't know, whatever, something like that. But yeah, uh, I do want to get back to the South Pacific because it's just so romantic crossing over there and you can see some of those places, so. Uh, Daynard Cook, member since, well, brand new member, thank you. Uh, how is your deck crew compensated? Uh, how many months are the girls on the charter with you? So I pay all their expenses, plus like a little stipend to help out with whatever bills um, they might have. Um, so that, and then, uh, how long? I mean, that's, we don't have a contract or anything. It's just kind of what everybody feels like doing. I mean, you know, some, like some people, uh, come and go. Some people stay longer. It's just how it goes. Um, all right. Mike Prevo. Remember since March of 19. Thank you. Uh, second oldest one here, I guess. I saw an 18 earlier. Uh, on your, on your video, your life always looks so glamorous behind the scenes. What are some of the issues you struggle with? Not looking for any names or private info or specifics or more experiences about sailing Dill's life. Um, I also want to say I appreciate all the effort you put in your productions. You have a great talent and it shows in every video. Yes, on a side note, I wanted to mention that I get no additional joy from the premium music. Save your money. Thank you. Um, I, very rarely, very rarely, I've only had a few instances, well, where there, things have gotten dramatic, right? Where there's arguments or something like that on a boat. And, you know, last thing I'm gonna do when that's happening is pick up a camera and film it, because how's that gonna go, right? I mean, like, if somebody's pissed off and you put a camera in the face, that's not gonna calm down the situation. Uh, but that's only happened a couple times, uh, one recently. Um, but, um, you know, normally it, we try to keep it pretty drama-free. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, you gotta communicate and, you know, don't, don't be uh, afraid to apologize because like things happen on a boat, right? I mean, like things in stressful situations can get heated. And I don't mean heated like you're yelling at each other. It's just like a lot of times, especially when the wind's up and the weather's up and things are going crazy, uh, you might be yelling so that somebody can hear you, but then that comes across in a, in, a, in, a, in a, like a yelling at them situation instead of yelling for them to hear. I'm sure all you guys can relate. So you have to be like, look, I'm sorry. I wasn't yelling at you. I was yelling so you could hear me. Anyway, um, that's why I get those marriage savers. They're the little, you know, headset you can wear. That's what I'd say there. Uh, but generally, I mean, it is pretty, like what you see is what we get. We don't script anything. What you see on the video is pretty much how it is, really. Uh, Christopher Justice, member since uh, June 21, thank you. 
Is COVID uh, currently affecting your entry exit from countries? Kind of touched on that. Not really, no. Do you see any, uh, see COVID affecting anything in those countries, mostly like the US? No. I think all the stuff with COVID is pretty much over. Um, like there's no more problems getting in and out uh, in places. Like I said earlier, it's actually easier now. He has another question. Do you worry about malaria or any of tropical diseases? Did you, do you get any of the recommended vaccinations? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, uh, so malaria, I mean, obviously I don't, I'm pretty sure there's no vaccine still, but like I get the yellow fever shot and I hepatitis one A and B. So I've got shots for those. I think there's even one for like C now or something like that it might be worth a shot. Um, literally, but, uh, yeah, so get those vaccinations and you know, uh, you know, it depends on where you're going, really. I mean, like, you're not going, you're not going to go sailing around sub-Saharan Africa, right? I mean, that's where a lot of that stuff is. And, you know, uh, I mean, I guess there is some of that in certain parts in Asia, but you're generally not going to be there either. If you're down in the Caribbean, none of that's there, right? So you're fine. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Which airlines do you prefer to travel on and why? Just because I'm based out of uh, DFW, or that's my home base anyway. Well, that's where I'm from anyway. I generally fly American um, just because, you know, I get the... Uh, I guess I'm platinum pro with American right now, although that's probably going to drop off this year because I haven't flown as much. Uh, but uh, I avoid uh, Spirit and Frontier. I don't like them. Uh, oh, getting on towards the end of the list here. All right. Uh, Mark, June 23. Thank you. Uh, love the freedom you have on Rumble. Please post more uncensored content there. Um, yeah, so I do actually syndicate, although I noticed it wasn't going through the last week or two, and I think there's a problem between YouTube and and um, Rumble, but I syndicate my stuff onto Rumble, so if you want to go back and watch stuff on Rumble, you can, or just go over there and subscribe to Sailing Doodles on Rumble. Um, but everything you see on YouTube ends up there. Uh, this The uncensored stuff that I'm a little afraid to even put as unlisted uh on youtube just for fear i don't want to get like a, a strike on there i do put that on rumble like but it's still unlisted unlisted there it's not public it's just i send the link to patrons and, and uh channel members uh ed macedo curious about what your crew may mean about boat things lol uh, uh lol i say lol did i say lol um anyway uh boat things that's just stuff that you know i don't know we're not going to talk about it on camera, you know. So I'm not going to talk about it on camera. Mike uh, from September 23. Thank you. Or he is a member since. Uh, how are you doing in finding a boat to relocate on a longer trip? Wait, how are you doing on finding a boat to relocate? Oh, on a longer trip. Someone here mentioned China. Would you ever sail Northern Asia or South America? So before I bought this other boat in Florida, I did put a feeler out to patrons. I'm like, hey, does anybody need a boat delivery? Cause like, I've got a couple months to kill here and I wouldn't mind doing something cool. Uh, nothing ever came out of that, but would I ever sail Northern Asia or South America? Probably not, honestly. Um, they're not really set up for sailing very well. And you know, Northern Asia, that's like China, right? And you can't really sail around there. Uh, and then, you know, South America is not really set up for sailing. There aren't they're just not set up for recreational sailing very well, and it's a little more dangerous, so no. Uh, all right, last question, James. I remember since September 23, welcome on board. Thank you. What part of the world would be your first trip when you get the new boat? Uh, have you asked anyone to be part of the first crew? Uh, so uh, probably fly to 
Thailand again in February or whenever the boats splashed initially um, for the sea trials um, once it gets going. Uh, uh, and then the boat will be delivered to the Chesapeake, hopefully Chesapeake in June or, or July. And so I'll sail around the Chesapeake and, you know, up north, Long Island Sound, all those places um, during uh, hurricane season. And then kind of right now, I mean, I've gone back and forth on this a few times, but my plan right now is uh, so then November of 24 uh, leave the Chesapeake do the salty dog down to like the BBI um, cruise around uh, the, the Caribbean uh, you know go go down the Windward Islands and, and Leeward Islands to uh, Grenada to be there by hurricane season of 25 and then probably go through the Southern Caribbean, um, you know, maybe the ABC islands or Jamaica and, uh, um, um, Grand Cayman. I'll probably do that during hurricane season. Just keep an eye on the weather and be able to run from it. If, if, uh, if something comes up, uh, and then over to central America. Uh, so then, you know, look, so that we're doing, uh, and then do Central America for a bit and then go through the Panama Canal. I mean, and then the other side of Central America up to like Mexico, maybe up into the Sierra Cortez for a bit. So we're talking that's going to take three years, maybe two, maybe two. Um, and then from there, uh, from Mexico across the South Pacific, back over to French Polynesia and do... Um, as long as I can, and unfortunately, it's just uh, like French Polynesia is part of the Schengen zone technically because they're part of France. So like, you can only do 90 days there. Um, so then, so 90 days, three months in French Polynesia, and then Niue, Tonga, Fiji, all those places, Vanuatu, uh, and then down. Maybe not Vanuatu. Maybe from Fiji, go down to uh, like um, Australia and New Zealand, and then you know spend a year cruising around there or six months, whatever, and then cruise up. Uh, to Indonesia on the north coast and just keep on going around through Indonesia, you know, spend three or four months in Indonesia, and then up to Singapore, Malaysia, up to west side of Thailand, um, and then through the Indian Ocean. I'm not sure about the Andaman Islands, if we're allowed to go there or not. Sometimes it's a little iffy, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And then from there, it'd be the uh, Maldives and then the Seychelles, and then probably ship the boat from the Seychelles to Cyprus um, and then uh, get back on the boat in Cyprus and cruise around in the Med for as long as I can, maybe a year, something like that. Again, the Schengen zone kind of messes everything up. It's a big pain in the butt. Um, and then uh, at some point, um, you know, cross the Atlantic back to the Caribbean and that's a circumnavigation, right? And so that's going to be, I would guess that whole thing is a six, six or seven year deal. Um, as far as crew, uh, you know, uh, I mean, who knows really, uh, I, ideally, um, what I'd like to do is, is bring on a, a younger couple, you know, um, that hopefully has some kind of filming or, or YouTube experience or, uh, whatever, and, um, have them be full-time crew with me and they take over the editing and the, and the filming and stuff like that, that, that role. So I can just relax a little more. And of course they'd be paid to do that, right? And then at some point, you know, so then, you know, I'd, I'd preferably that might be set up 
when we leave um, November next year, right, down to the Caribbean. Hopefully that's kind of set up at that point. And they're, they're with me however long it takes. And then, you know, so then what we can do is kind of, uh, all not alternate, but like I can come and go at that point as I please, you know, like if there's a sale I want to do great, I can be on the boat for it. If there's a sale I don't want to do great, they can be there and still filming it and all that. And it's not just like a, an abrupt, like, okay, no, here's these guys now. No, they'll be, they'll been, been with me for two years before something like that happens. So they're part of the crew and everybody knows them and all that. So that's kind of my thoughts and, and plans on that, but we'll see. But all right, so that is the Ask Me Anything for November of 23. Thank you guys. Thanks all the uh, channel members and the patrons for your questions. Uh, try to do these a little more often now. I'm trying to like uh, reinvigorate the uh, podcast side of things. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast channel, please check that out. Uh, click subscribe. And again, if you want your questions answered on the next um, podcast that we do. Well, I may not be the next one, but in, like I'll try to do one of these every two weeks. Um, so if you would like to have your questions asked, become a patron over at patreon.com slash sailing doodles or become a channel member and uh, look for the next post on Ask Me Anything. So thank you guys and uh, you know, we'll see you on the next video.